Today we talk with Micah Lemke from Prague, Czech Republic. Micah coaches American football and works with the Czech language church in youth ministry and discipleship. Micah's conversation is super honest and real about what it's like to do ministry in a hard place and to live cross-culturally and really to live in between two places. Um, I think you're really going to find Micah's reflections helpful to bring to life uh, what life on the field is like. And I'm just grateful for his time with us and his service with us and uh, just his openness and honesty. So, um, yeah, here's our conversation. Hope you uh, hope you enjoy it. just come home home that's a relative term you've come back to Prague and maybe we can get into that uh, from your longest extended time in the US since moving uh, right after college um, and I just wonder if you could unpack a little bit about what you've learned uh, which what's been revealed uh, I don't know what the right word is about your ministry uh, after spending six months in the States and then maybe um, get into that question about home that I just kind of accidentally slipped into, um, but that you've shared about a little bit on, on your blog about um, what is home and how do you make sense of all that um, kind of living in between two cultures? Yeah. Um, so I was home for, um, I was in the States for about six months. I was um, kind of a, there's a Czech law or, well, law is not really a good word. Uh, an agreement between uh, Czech and the U.S. Um, there's a lot of technical stuff, but the kind of the the outlay of that is in order to avoid paying a lot of taxes and things. Um, the best thing to do is just go home for six months. So, um, yeah, it was the first time in uh, five years that I've been home for uh, a period longer than than a month or two. Um, so it was it, it was good to to you know be around family, see some friends i have a new niece who's adorable of course um mm -hmm. but uh yeah in terms of um kind of what i what i learned about ministry here uh, and things it's um it was a good time for me to kind of take a step back and evaluate uh ministry here uh kind of what i'm doing um and it's easier to do that when you're um well when you're removed from the situation and, and removed from the context that you're in because you can kind of look at it with a bird's eye view um, I'm not sure I have any, any, any real hard answers in terms of, of how I think things will be different going forward, but uh, I think probably the, the, biggest, um, the biggest thing I learned was um, more or less uh, how to be okay with kind of the ambiguity um, with my, my circumstances here and my, my job situation and things like that. Um, working in, in, in cross-cultural ministries and things, you're... you're your job description isn't always a hundred percent clear uh, if you have a job description. Um, so it's uh, so it's just it's um, kind of 
maybe learning a little bit more how to how to just just be okay with um, um, you know ambiguity and, and how to operate in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, home is a home, like you said, home is an interesting word. Um, another thing that I kind of noticed while I was in the states was that while I was there, I didn't feel like I needed to stay there. Hmm. Um, and that, and that, and that's honestly a fear when you go back for such an extended period. You're like, oh my goodness, what what happens if I, you know, <laughs> if you stay, you know, <laughs> like don't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, and that, so that was kind of a good feeling. I I guess a good feeling um, to 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 know that I, that I, I I am called to 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 come back and continue the work here. Um, home is home is an interesting question. I, you're you're right. I did blog a little bit about this. Kind of unpacked it a little. Um, and that it's not so much that we, um, that we feel at home where we are now. Um, it's that we don't necessarily feel at home when we go back to our original context. So that's kind of, um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the feeling and kind of the, uh, um, again, it's just more ambiguity, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, of life, uh, in general, even. So I just wonder if there isn't something super healthy about that, though. You know, scriptures talk about like sojourners in a foreign land. Yeah, we ought not settle and kind of integrate fully into our kind of vestiges of life in one culture or another, but really be yearning for the kingdom to be made known. And I just wonder if you get a glimpse more of that um, kind of living in that in-between space on a like a daily practical level? Um, a little, yeah. Um, especially here, um, kind of, I, I have kind of one foot in the, in the, in, in the Czech Christian community and one foot kind of in the expat community. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of expat friends and, and who are, you know, either missionaries or, or teachers and, you know, English teachers or teach at a, you know, a school or a Christian international school or something like that. And, um, um, you know, June, July is kind of um, the season for farewell parties. So it does, because a lot of these people, you know, school gets out and they, you know, that's when they've made, made the decision to either move on to someplace else or return home. So um, it really does kind of emphasize the fact that we are um, um, sojourners, I guess that's a good word for it. Um, we're, we're travelers. We're not, um, uh, our situation is not, is not permanent. Um, which, which can be both frustrating and really encouraging at the same time. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, the, just the kind of the transience of, of, uh, of things and people here, uh, really uh, kind of emphasizes the fact that, um, you know, this world, um, isn't necessarily, uh, our, our permanent, uh, permanent home. Um, yeah. So kind of, and so like in the midst of that, yeah. you've had like the, the constancy of of coaching and playing football with Prague Lions and um, you're tell me where you're at like in the calendar with the the football season and yeah. um, how that has really um, been a vehicle for kind of outreach and evangelism. Yeah. Um, so in terms of consistency, you know, people ask how ministry's going and. Uh, you know, I, my answer is, well, you know, the, with the church, it's, you know, we're trying to do these things and, you know, try this, this small group type thing and, and all that. Um, football's football. It'll always be football. So, 
Um, it's it, it, it's sports around the world are fairly regimented, but um, uh, on the field, we're actually our season's going quite well. We're actually in our adult season right now. Um, foot, uh, sports here are club. I should I should preface that. So our club has um, a couple of different age groups. Uh, it's our adult season right now. Uh, we're currently nine and zero. We have one regular season game left, um, and we uh, we've already qualified for the championship game. So um, no complaints there. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's been kind of an odd season, but the end result is uh, is the end result. So um, we do have a few losses in in uh, European Champions League play, but that was kind of a was kind of an experiment to kind of see if we were ready to play that level. Um, we got a little ways to go yet, um, but. Uh, yeah, no complaints really. the The championship game will be the twenty third of July. Okay. So, um, and from a ministry standpoint, uh, football for us is really a way to meet guys, uh, kind of become involved in um, their lives, kind of be in a place to help them. Um, you know, we we we've had some situations lately um, where where guys have needed, needed someone to talk to and some help, whether it's, you know, relationship struggles or family issues. Um, I don't want to get terribly specific, but, sure. um, you know, it, 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 it helps that we're, we're in a position to, to kind of work with them and speak into them and, and the, or sorry, speak into their lives. Um, and, and just kind of the idea is that we build a relationship with them and then they can see, um, how, uh, how we operate as Christians, how how um, how we do things different, maybe than other coaches that they've had, um, and we really we really do try to do that. Coaching here tends to be a, lit, a tends to be more of a punitive thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we, we we try to we try to avoid that as much as possible. We don't yell near as much at our practices <laughs> as the soccer coaches before us, uh, yeah. who, who who use the field before us, but. Uh, um, which is a little sad because they teach like 10 year olds um, <laughs> and we, we coach adults, but um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I work with a guy named Zach. He's also a missionary here. Um, uh, he, uh, he is the offensive coordinator for the, the, the adult team and the head coach for um, it's called the junior team. It's roughly high school age. Um, so we, uh, and that gives us, uh, since he's the head coach of the junior team, that season is actually in the fall. That's more like a typical U.S. season. We'll have camp in August and uh, playoffs in November. Um, but we're able to kind of have a little more control over the schedule there. We actually go away for a week to camp, which is a great opportunity to just get to know the guys, um, and uh, especially the new guys, um, but also to work with um, and continue building relationships with some of the guys who've been around. Mm-hmm. Um we have a program, we have a leadership program that's uh, pretty common in the States. Like I, I went through it when I was in college, um, sort of like a Jim Trestle winner's manual kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, for those who are familiar with that. Um, but it's really all about, um, you know, leader, leadership's not really emphasized here. Um, and uh, a lot of our guys, um, I, I particularly just kind of feel a burden for, for our guys who especially don't have fathers at home. There's a... Um, um, there's a lot of uh, fatherless households in, in this in this society, so this is kind of a way for us to, to kind of work with them mm-hmm. uh, in that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, 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 it's not overtly Christian. You're not going to see John three sixteen scrawled on the cover or anything. But uh, 
um, you know, if you if you were to leaf through, you kind of see where we're going with it. Um, and mm -hmm. it's, uh, mm -hmm. I think there's actually, um, I just saw a picture uh, uh, just before this conversation. I think there's actually maybe a church that uh, one of our players goes. We have a couple of Christian guys on the on the junior team, um, but uh, I think they're actually kind of using part of that curriculum for some of their their men's ministry stuff, which is uh, which is fantastic. Oh wow, yeah. And what about um, your involvement, like with the with the Czech language church, and um, yeah, what's what's happening off the field, kind of in the more formal church setting, um, right. in terms of ministry, and and what's what's bringing you hope in within the Czech church? We um, okay, so I work with a Czech church called uh, Tatsesta, which is Czech for the way or the journey, depending on the context. Um, uh, we are we're located right downtown. Um, we have our first uh, kind of semi-permanent location. Kind of, we used to um, meet in various like coffee shops and pubs around around downtown. Um, but uh, after I think one year, we were in uh, what was it? Six locations over the course of like fourteen months or something like that. Um, we decided <laughs> to kind of we decided that the journey. Uh, as our name suggests, was kind of making us a little road weary. So we, mm -hmm. uh, we settled on a location, uh, did a couple of months of renovation, um, and so now we, we have a good we have a good location downtown. Um, our pastor is a guy named Alexander Fleck. Um, he did one of the most recent Czech translations of the Bible, um, probably the first legitimate one in about four hundred years. Um, this is remarkable. Every time I hear that, it's just like four hundred yeah. years. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and I, I, I've I, I've looked at the old uh, translation, and it's it's my my check's not fantastic, but it's getting better. But I cannot read that old Bible, um, so uh, the the name of the translation is is Bible Twenty One, so Bible for the Twenty First Century. Um, and after he was finished with that, that was you know probably fifteen twenty year process. Um, he he was approached, I, I believe, to about considering maybe planting a church kind of in that same vein. So church 21, mm -hmm. what does that look like? How do we do church in the 21st century, especially in a, a context like the Czech Republic where, um, the, uh, the evangelical Christian population hovers maybe one third or one half of 1% of the population here. Um, mm -hmm. there's actually, um, a list of like the biggest churches, uh, in the Czech Republic that went out uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it was, uh, I think the biggest one was like 150 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were churches in the top 10 that had under 100. So, um, yeah, it's, um, there's definitely a need here, you could say. Uh, that's a bit of an understatement. You could say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it's, uh and a lot of times, like, I feel like uh, in terms of ministry, I feel like Europe and the Czech Republic, um, well, the Czech Republic is a part of Europe, um, uh, can be overlooked. Um, I actually, I read something from uh, Crossway about they're, they're having a Bible giveaway, and it's there. A lot of these are going to, you know, the most needed corners of the world, Africa, India, um, Asia, things like that. And there's great needs there. There, there really truly is. But, um, the church is slowly dying here in Europe, um, and it's it's going to take a lot of a lot of 
prayer and a lot of work to kind of to kind of stem that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the question about what makes me optimistic about the church, um, it that's a bit of a difficult one to answer. Um, I posted an article a few weeks ago to my, uh, uh, I have a Facebook page for my ministry. Um, Plug and, that. Yeah, you can yeah, find um, it. Find it on Facebook. You can go to our website, alongside.org. Um, click on our alongsiders. Go to Micah. There's <laughs> blogs there. His Facebook group is there. Um, yeah. Sign up. Get the information. Lots of really good content. Sorry. Yeah. Back to the back to the show. Uh, but the name of the article is "Will Religion Become Extinct in the Czech Republic?" Um, and the subtitle is "One of the World's Least Religious Countries Might Get Even Less Religious," according to a mathematical study. Um, and it, it's a little difficult to be optimistic when you read things like that. Um, the article itself is a little telling, but I think even more telling is um, the comment section um, of the the. The Facebook uh, group that this was this article was posted in, and then the comments section on the actual article itself, and a lot of them are along the lines of you know good riddance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, uh, so so it's a it's a little difficult to be optimistic in that in that sense, but I really do feel like um, despite that, and despite um, you know articles like this and and, and people's um, hard hearts and. and th- I do feel like the church here is turning a corner. Um, people, I, I really feel like for the first time in a long time, are very open-minded. Now, they're open-minded to a lot of different things, um, which, which can be problematic. But um, for the first time, I really feel like like people, especially younger people, are, are open to at least having the conversation. So um, th- there's there's a lot that, that you can look at and, and, and consider negative, um, especially about the Czech Republic. Uh, um, it's one of the, what is it? It's in the top five in terms of least religious countries in the world. Um, but on the flip side of that, um, I do really feel like that there is um, reason to be optimistic, especially with the, these younger generations coming up. Um, and it, it's going to be it, it's going to be a long haul in terms of, of ministry here. And, and should revival happen, you know, what is that going to look like? Um, how do we how do we kind of help that along? Um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of questions that we still need to answer uh, in terms of ministry here. But um, I really feel like um, uh, you know, with some good uh, consistent. Uh, prayer and work that, um, you know, things, things are going to turn a corner here. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, probably not the most motivational talk I've ever given, but, um, you know, I'm still optimistic. I'm not, I'm not a naturally optimistic person. Um, but, uh, I I do, I do see, um, reasons for optimism here. Yeah. Well, um, I think from where I sit, one of the reasons for optimism is, simply the the persistence and the dedication um, not only of you but you're not alone in Prague um, alongside also has uh, another family Andrew and Amy Funka um, you've mentioned your colleague Zach um, a local church leader who's willing to invest significant years of his life translating the scriptures people wrestling through and thinking about how does how does the church in this kind of post-christian post-religious 
context, um, bear an effective witness. So I mean, there's certainly signs of, of life and fruit. And, um, you know, I can sit that, say that sitting here in my, in my chair in California, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not living the grind, uh, in a place where, um, you know, the question is, will there be a religious presence, let alone a thriving evangelical witness? But it does seem as if, um, like you've mentioned, there's an openness and there's a, maybe a changing of the guard in terms of kind of the gatekeeper mentality of, of, um, faith is a, is not for thinking people or, um, is contrary to the Czech identity, but that people are kind of willing to ask the question and, and you guys are putting you specifically, but your colleagues as well are putting yourselves in a position to be able to answer those questions in people's lives, um, through kind of the long, hard work of building relationships. So, um, yeah, I think we don't want to put a a face on it that isn't there and say, you know, there's just like this thriving, uh, multiplying, uh, you know, ministry. It's it's rough. Um, But there's, there's there's signs of life and reasons for hope. And, and yeah, I want people Um, to hear that too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you don't you don't want to, you know, uh, you know, whitewash what's going on here and things like that, but, um, it's, I, th- I think it's very important to continue to ask questions, um, in terms of, of how to do things, um, you know, what can we change, uh, things like that. And then, you know, it's also important to, to field questions from the people that you're around and the people that you work with, because once the questions stop, um, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing else that can be done. Um, so, so, you know, I'm, I'm very encouraged. I, I appreciate questions and things like that. Um, you know, and you'd, you'd, you'd mentioned a little bit about the kind of the cultural atheism and things. Atheism here really tends to be almost exactly that. It's not necessarily intellectual, um, but it's, it's definitely, um, it's cultural. Um, it's more of an apathetic atheism. They're atheists because that's just kind of the way it is. Um, and so we actually, um, I'll plug this too, I guess. Um, we, um, Zach and I send three players to the States every year um, to do football camps and things like that. They're high school age guys. Um, they're kind of cared for and carted around by, by a couple of our supporters, mostly his supporters. But, uh, um, and it, it's, it, it, we've deemed this important because um, it allows guys to see life through um, kind of a different point of view, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's through a Christian worldview or just a worldview that's not Czech, it, it gets them out of their, their comfort zone. Obviously, you know, it helps us football wise that they go to these camps and gets us exposure here and things like that. But, but the real spiritual reason is for them to, uh, to kind of open their eyes a little bit. Um, so there's that, um, you know, so we're kind of, we're working on raising some money for the, those, those plane tickets and, and camp fees and all that and gas money. But, um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're very encouraged by some of the guys who've, who've gone on these camps. Some guys, of course, have, you know, they, they, they've, you know, left the team and all that, which is, you know, that'll happen over the course of, you know, the years here, but, um, guys come back, um, asking questions and, and that's, and that's what we want. So, so if you want to help send some Czech high school kids to football camp in the States, uh, 
yeah, follow up with Micah. Um, I'm sure he'd be more than willing to uh, have a conversation with you about what the costs are for making that happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. And definitely, and pray for these kids. Um, I'll, uh, um, once I see uh, Zach post some stuff about him, I'll start, I'll start, I'll start posting names and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. How you can pray for them, um, particularly. So cool. Well, um, I think that's we, we a great got, place to uh, yeah. leave it for today and um, mm-hmm. we'll talk again in the future um, but I really appreciate just kind of um, your honesty and um, the, the challenges of ministry but also kind of what's giving you hope and um, we'll definitely be uh, hopefully circling back with some developments with uh, these kids coming to the states but also um uh, you know some encouraging news about uh, the work of work of the the church. So, thanks, Micah. Thank you.